Are you going to laugh at me when I do the intro to this again? Are you going to... Again? You're going to laugh Wait, at me? Wait, did I laugh at you? You laughed at me last time, because oh, I take why? that little pause after I say the oh, J. So, oh, right. It's just because you paused and then like looked at me, and then but I had nothing prepared. Okay, all right, all right. <laughs> Thursday, the 9th of November, 2023, just in case you forgot what year it was. You said you wouldn't. <laughs> I'm sorry. I don't know why, but you you made me laugh before, and then <laughs> then in, in making the pause, it made me laugh again. I wouldn't have laughed if you hadn't brought it up, and you brought it up, which was hilarious to me. Okay. So then I laugh. It's nothing personal, man. I think you do great intros. Lord knows I can't do them. We both, <laughs> we both know that. We've tried that. Hey, coming up, the New Zealand Podcast Awards. And if you know anything about... Evie, you know that she loves an award. I do really want to win an award one time in my life. Mm. I just want. I don't even... I don't have, like, massive award ambitions. Mm. I just want one award. Yeah. Like, how have I gone my whole life without a single award? Yeah. It's I, not fair. I cared more about awards until I found out that you don't get money for winning awards. And I was no. like, oh... Who so needs money get... when you get the glory? And it's like, look, here's the thing. I say one award, mm. but I also would just like to do an acceptance speech of any award. Mm. Any award. Like... Mm. I don't care what it is. It could be a, like a mean award, like mm. worst podcast host of the year, and I'd be stoked. Like I'd be <laughs> all over it. Like I was leading at something, right? That's the way you got to look at things. But the New Zealand Podcast Awards 2023, they're on the way, and People's Choice voting is now open. You are the people, and we should be your choice. Yeah, it'd be Head crazy over. if you voted for us. Uh, it would be wild. Oh my man. God, wouldn't it be crazy if you voted for us? Uh, if you vote for us and send me a screenshot of your vote, I will read your name on stage if for whatever reason we do win. I don't even know if you get to do a speech though. I don't care. We'll I'll, do it I'll, anyway. I'll design a suit and we'll have the names of everyone who voted for us written on it in Sharpie. That's cool. Yeah, it'll yeah. be a black suit. We will do that. <laughs> Head over to the website nzpodcastawards.com to cast your vote for the People's Choice Award. People's Choice Tahi. All right? It'll be appropriate. Coming up on the show today, we have a ton of stuff going on. Later on, we're catching up with an incredible, talented artist by the name of K.Y. Kai. Um, they're all the way up from Christchurch. They're going to be joining us in the studio to talk about their latest single. Um, what else do we have going on, Evie? We've got Katie Fitzgerald coming in, who is um, a friend of the show, friend mm. of ours, who was featured on HBO for John Oliver's uh, really insane take on the Bird of the Year thing. Mm. And so we're going to discuss that because I do want to point out that when we did that debate, Everyone told us we were crazy. They said, no, we wouldn't do this at RNZ, don't you dare. But me and Katie mm. were like, whatever. And we did the debate anyway. And now it's on HBO. Mm. So now they're all going to come crying back. Anyway, that's a whole other thing. <laughs> and but it's up we're next. pumped about it. <laughs> it's up next. Let's get into it. Joining me on the couch right now, Katie, hello. Hi. How are you? Did you forget my last name? I did, actually. It's Fitzgerald. I, did, I said it earlier <laughs> in the show and I got it right then, but then I was like, oh, wait, is it Fitzgerald? <laughs> <laughs> and this week, John Oliver, last week tonight, famous British comedian man who lives in the US, decided that he would weigh in on Bird of the Year slash Century. Made a pretty... What was his bird that he made a pretty big case for? Um, It was the Poo Tiki Tiki, mm-hmm. um, which is... Uh, 
It's an interesting bird. The other name for it is the Australasian crested grebe, um, which is one of the funnier birds, in my opinion, just from the name, because grebe is spelt G-R-E-B-E. And grebe. a lot of yeah, a lot of people don't know how to say it. The reason that you're here to join us, you are now a superstar, because in this segment, in John Oliver talking about the bird, they played the debate that Katie ran last year, which was the bird debate. I was involved in the background. I helped out. And so I've been riding this high as well from a background position. Uh, now that you're famous, like, who have you cut off? Um, you know, like, basically anyone that I went to high school with, mm. probably. Um, Step one. <laughs> Step one. When you hit the big time. Yeah, just instantly. I also, I messaged, um, like, second cousins and said no. Yeah, not interested in you anymore. <laughs> Sorry. I've made it. Yeah. No, I actually, I found out because an old university lecturer of mine who I hadn't messaged in ages um, contacted me and he said, did you know that you were on last week tonight? 50 people have probably already told you by now. And I was like, no, they haven't. Uh, what is going on? And um, then I messaged a few friends of mine and I think, like, I was literally in line for Burger King. Like, I was like, <laughs> I messaged my friends and said, I cannot verify this. I'm at Burger King. Someone check if I'm famous. <laughs> Please tell me. Please And then confirm. you blocked them. <laughs> yeah, and then, I, and then I blocked them because I was like, yeah, you're not. Um, but, <laughs> yeah, it turns out it was true. And then I, like, ran into my house with, like, arms full of burgers and those Hershey pies going, Ken! <laughs> Ken's my boyfriend. Put on neon! <laughs> we have to look! <laughs> I mean, I, I was watching it because someone was like, check this out. And I watched it. I was like, oh, my God, it's Katie. And, like, you know, you you work as a digital producer for Morning Report here at RNZ. Uh, yeah, um, I mean, I, at the time I was the digital producer, yeah. Um, and yeah, it was, um, so Morning Report's our morning news show, and we are fairly serious, but we also have a very long history with birds. Yeah. 49 year long history with birds, and so we, um, every every time Bird of the Year comes around, because as long as I'm working at Morning Report, I've said, let's do something bird themed, and last year because it was around the time of the local elections and I'd been organising debates for um, Auckland's local body elections, I said, let's do the same thing, but with birds. Yeah. <laughs> and then I, um, we, we collaborated on questions for the birds. I'm fairly certain that the one that John Oliver picked up, which was Nay, Do Your Bird Sound, came from you guys. That was my idea. That was my <laughs> idea. It's on the show. Katie executed it beautifully. But I want it on the record. That was my idea. I'm really yeah. trying to get in on this any way I can. I was like, I help. I'm famous too. But yeah. of all the work you've done, right, are you surprised that the one that has uh, garnered you mild international fame is you asking people to do bird noises? Is that something that you think <laughs> sort of represents you well? Or is there another piece of work you've done where you're like, damn, I wish they picked that? I mean, I've done... A lot of stuff, over the last, particularly over the last year, because I'm transitioning into a role where I do more on-air work, um, that I'm fairly proud of. I mean, I recently had a story that was about first home buyers and um, their struggles getting into the market using products from Kayanga Aura. Oh, yeah. Whole um, thing at the moment. Whole thing at the moment. Yes. So I really like those stories, and I've done um, plenty of stuff in that area that could be construed as more serious. But I also, the second that he start, said the words New Zealand and birds, I was like, yeah. That's, Here I go. That's what's made it. Yeah. I, I mean, look, here's my take on it. And I'm, you know, permission to monologue, permission to monologue. Go to monologue. Um, 
Hello, John Oliver. This is actually directed at you specifically. First of all, you want to get involved in our election as a joke? This is bird of the century. This is not a joke. This is about our native wildlife and them not getting knocked off the face of the earth, okay? We're trying to save these birds, and you're going to come here and act like a joke. Now, these Americans voting on these birds. They haven't even met these birds. And then second of all to that, you want to take the piss out of our very important election, then I send 14 emails to everyone on your team to try and get you to come and defend yourself in another bird debate, and you said no. Um, wow, you've got to do this whole international campaign about your bird, but you can't even come on to the official bird debate and say what you think? Girl, not on my watch. Not funny to me. This is real. This is bird of the year. This is real to me. And the kid who should win, also. You're um quite they, worked up. <laughs> you're what they call empty cheering, John Oliver. Oh, um, what's that? An empty chair is it's a um it's ma- it's used for like political media and stuff like that. So it's if you ask a minister or a spokesperson to come on your show, and they say no, I don't have the time, but you want the audience to know that you have um. You've asked them, so you'll say, well, we asked this person to be on the show, but they didn't have the time to do it. Um, Or, like, the real harsh version of it is... Like what I'm doing right now? Yeah. Well, the harshest version is you put a chair there. So, like, you have, like, an empty chair for the person to sit in. So So stool for you, John Oliver, (laughs) if you want to put your money where your mouth is about your bird. (laughs) Empty chair. Come on, man. I'm actually, like, quite worked up about it. It's just, like, the website crashed because all these Americans started voting on on the bird. You don't even know these birds. You don't know a thing about these birds. I spent my life looking at these birds. Do you have a bird? Yeah, kiddoo. It's the best bird. It is. I caused um I caused confusion in my family group chat because my grandmother got a bunch of photos of a kiddoo and like shared them and my only response was the words thick boy. <laughs> um <laughs> they do be thick though. They do be they thick. They do be thick. Another reason to vote for the kiddoo this year. If only there was someone here <laughs> to debate with me about that, John Oliver. Please. Yep. Who you? What was your bird? I mean, you are you were the moderator of the debate, so I understand if you don't want to. I don't tend to tell people who I vote for in most things. Um, with bird of the year, I would say there are some options that I like. Um, I'm a big fan of the Takahe. Yeah, okay, um, South Islander. I also appreciate the moxie to just be like, you know what? I'm out for a few years. I'm mm. just gonna go to the Alps, not be seen cause a whole lot of mystery. No one call me. Yeah, very yeah. that. Um, I think that the birds that our, um, our debate participants last year chose were pretty good ones. They had yeah. the um, the banded rail or the... I remember someone had the falcon and they did the yeah. falcon voice the, and that was huge. The kareareya. Yeah, the kareareya. Um, and the cook's petrel. Yeah. Um, so yeah, we had those three also good birds. The Carrera, I asked Francis, who was our participant for the Falcon, I said to her, how do you, like, defend a bird that swoops people? Because it does that in, like, Wellington parks. They're really territorial. And she was like, you know what? Birds put up with enough. (laughs) (laughs) I do remember that. That was really good. Sometimes it's just nice to have a little bit of chaos. And bird of the year, bird of the century, it always brings the chaos. And that is what the bat was. And also, I liked the bat. I'm just enjoying... I love bird of the year and bird of the century being agent of chaos for the last two months of the year because... I myself enjoy being a bit bird of, of the year is the Joker and we're all Batman. <laughs> Potentially. Katie, thank you so much for not forgetting us in your brand new fame. And to John Oliver, reply to my email or don't.
I will note that I haven't forgotten you yet. Yet. Okay, thanks, Katie. Thanks for clearing that up. <laughs> <laughs> Waka Kotahi uh, talking about uh, putting speed limits on e-scooters. Saying this for ages. Yeah, they have been saying it for ages, but um, it's basically been proven, I mean, through evidence and not just like obvious vibe, that an e scooter is far more dangerous than a bicycle Mm. or just walking on the road or even skateboards if you're just like going somewhere. Because um, do you want to have a guess about how many ACC claims there have been for e scooter injuries since they kind of had their big launch around 2018. I remember covering this story in depth uh, when Lime Scooters first came out. And I think I remember seeing ACC saying there had like been like 400 plus claims the first year or something like that. There are 10,000 <laughs> e scooter injury claims worth about 30 million for ACC. And they also pointed out that most of those injuries are riders and not pedestrians getting hit by an e-scooter. Mm. It's the person on the e-scooter going... They said speed was a massive factor. Yeah. Basically, people going too fast and like really hurting themselves. Mm. But I do remember when the e-scooters came out, a girl I knew like totaled herself on oh, the really? Like absolutely like totaled herself. She was in the hospital. She's getting stitches. Da-da-da-da-da. She's like, no one ever get on those death traps. And what did we all do? We got on those death traps. We got right on there. We, we got right on we there. We went as fast as we possibly could. One of the boys had one, and he used to charge it at work, and I used to see how fast I could ride it down the hallway in the office. Um, and it's fast, by the way. Yeah. It's very fast. Some yeah. of them go like 50k. Yeah. <laughs> I, not when I'm on them, because I'm admittedly like I'm 100 plus kilos. I, I, I discovered this the hard way when Limes first came out, because I thought I'd like go have fun, but no, you can't go up a hill on them. Not when you're me. But in saying that, on a flat or downhill... They're, they're like, very fast. Yeah. And your braking options are far more limited than they are on a bike. And nobody looks cool wearing a helmet on a lime scooter. I said, yeah, but that's the thing. I don't think people wear the helmet as well. You should be. Yeah, but people, like, people do not. Like, yeah. people do not put the helmet on. Like, in, like up here, I don't see that many people on e-scooters or, like, little mm. rented scooties. But, like, in Wellywood, they were the best because, like, a small city... The city area is the only flat bit. Oh. And you just zoom around on that bad boy. You go to the train station, you go all the way into town, like, no, you don't even worry about you'd it. You'd be surprised how many people I see. Like, there's probably more people on the train now with e-scooters than bikes. Oh, really? Yeah, a lot of people. A lot of people are owning... bikes People are starting to buy their own scooters. I haven't really seen too many e-bikes. But mind you, I live in Otara. We have motorbikes. I wouldn't mind getting an e-bike. Yeah. I think that'd be cool. It'll be like BMXing, but you're just, like, going somewhere normal. You're just, like, going to the shop. Like, it's kind of monster energy, you know what I mean? I feel like the thing we're forgetting is, like, on a bicycle, you wear a helmet, right? On a motorbike, if you were going 50 kilometers an hour, you'd wear a helmet. Lime scooter, you're like, mm, mm, mm. I don't, Like, I'm not, like, a. I don't consider myself, like, a super fashionable person, and my fashion sense is kind of lazy. Like that's the that's my. I think you dress really well. I think that you're not giving yourself enough credit. But I try to go for like a carefree style. Okay. Like yeah. I just look like I don't care, but I kind of care. But at the same time, I don't. But in saying that, I think we all look at outfits occasionally, and we kind of go, ugh, <laughs> you know, ugh. <laughs> Outfitix. What are your outfitix? For me, it's just like. This is going to sound so mean, and I don't want it to sound it, mean. I don't think there's a way to do like, outfit eggs without sounding mean. I'm not, like, coming but... at anybody. 
But for me personally, like if I were if I were like looking to date, for example, mm. right, a dude who's just like wearing whatever and like wearing like whatever is in fashion or like just like has no personal flair. Mm. I can't do that. Mm. Like, I would rather someone was, like, wearing a really weird outfit, but it was their own thing. Mm. Like, even if their own thing was just, like, I don't know, like, something really tragic, like a top hat and a suit or something. At Mm. least it's their own thing. I just, like, mm, I also have a thing with, like, I think it's just my trauma from dating hype beasts, but, like, dudes whose shoes are in, like, way too perfect of a condition, Mm. I'm, like... There's more to life, man. Yeah. Like, there's more to life. You're gonna buy the shoes for a thousand dollars, wear them. You know, yeah, that's yeah. kind of a nick for me. I feel like if I was a girl, one of my outfits would be um, when guys get the button shirt and they unbutton it like six buttons. Oh, I'm not mad at that. Yeah, oh, no, nah, I think it just like, I just like a dude. I'm just like, why? <laughs> I like just it just looks messy. Yeah, but I think that's kind of the point. Like, think about it, there's, I feel like there's different people and they pull that off, right? Mm. Like, some random, like, sunburned man at a festival, no. Mm. But, like, some Italian guy sitting by the water, you're, like, having a wine. Like, oh, no, no, yeah, I'm talking you about you're in a you dirty, stingy bar 101 and he's got his shirt buttoned, like, halfway down. Wet with other people's Yeah, sweat. and he's got yeah. a plastic <laughs> cup in his hand. You're telling me that's attractive? I can't yeah, see it. My yeah. outfit eggs are all trauma from going nightclubbing when I was 18. Yeah, that's Cause where I don't, I don't, are. I haven't been clubbing in a while, and I don't know if it's still a thing, but I remember an ick for me was, and I get that heels are uncomfortable. I just want to get that out there. I think it's a it's a it's a burden on society that women are expected to wear heels. I love them. I think they look cool. But in saying that, Chuck Taylors with a dress. Who's this? I, I just can't. And it was always like it was like a blue dress, like a really nice blue dress or something like that, and then some beat up black leather chucks. Mm-hmm. I was just like, ah. it's giving Cinderella story. It's giving like. Like the the like you know everyone's into Y two K fashion at the mm. moment, but they're just cho- like choosing to ignore the parts of it that were just heinous, mm. which was a lot of like dresses and sneakers, mm. and it's like Lily Allen pulled it off, and no one else pulled it off, mm. and like look, I'm not gonna judge anyone for that, but I kind of am with you, like like a the look long, should be cohesive, a long baggy dress with like some trainers. I think there's a way to wear trainers with a dress oh, that yeah, looks yeah, good, yeah, it, yeah. but in saying that, it was just something that I remember like. I, like for some reason I see that outfit and my shoes stick to the bottom of the ground as I walk yeah that's the first thing that comes to mind like yeah yeah I, 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 don't, um, know. I don't like those you know those cargo shorts and they're like beige and they've got like a hundred pockets and like a hundred zips yeah I, I can't I, really I nah can't I like them the, the utility shorts for me like, I find a lot of shorts to like like I mean, I know that women's jeans like have fake pockets, but yeah. men's pockets sometimes, uh, especially on like the latest fashion trends. A lot of men's, I, I find that a lot of them are really quite tight through the like, the almost like skinny shorts. That's a which lot is to such a and with. yeah, it's a strange experience because I'm looking for freedom, but it's I'm bit, not quite finding it. It's a bit Jordy um, Shaw, and uh, the pockets short. are way too tight. So you need those utility pockets. That's why I'm like leaning. I'm le- I'm in my cargo dad era, like. Um, l- look at me. If I was I, if gonna I, say, but those aren't those aren't what I mean. Those are a nice, practical denim short. But I know the cargo. They look yeah. good on you, but you know the ones I mean. I know the one you're talking like, about. Like um, Scout Troop Dad ass yeah. shorts. I can't with those. Like, I can't. Mm. I can't with those. I also can't with um, 
this is actually, I shouldn't even say this because I wear, like, I don't care if you're wearing a band shirt and you've never heard of the band. Mm. Like, I don't care if you yeah. like the shirt, wear the shirt. But, like, people, like, anime shirts coming into fashion is, like, slay because I have a lot of them, but not slay because you literally bullied me for liking anime in high school and now you've got a Naruto t-shirt on? No, nah, you're going like, to have to bite no. the bullet on that. You're going to have to, because I, like, I have freckles and I'm finding out that they're, like, fashionable now and I oh, got bullied Oh, don't even get me started. Yeah, so, like, I think there's just a lot of things that we just kind of have to go ah we got bullied for it but now it's cool it's whatever I'll take the compliment because people think they're sick now but nah I'm vindictive I'm holding it against <laughs> every single one of them screw those guys they, they know who I'm, they know who they are very grateful to have joining me on the show today an artist who I've been following for I think earlier this year you released one of your your debut single yes yeah, um, and I saw it it was on TikTok I listened to it and I downloaded it and we added it to the Tahi list and I've been watching your music slowly come out over this year and it's been exciting to see and i'm very grateful to have you in the studio all the way from christchurch kai Kanoi. come on thank you so much for having me here today no, bro. honestly it's a real pleasure to have you up a, a lucky coincidence that you happen to be up here from christchurch Absolutely. um and it's always cool getting artists outside of auckland because obviously mm. at times i feel like we can be a little auckland centric on the podcast <laughs> so it's always cool to get representation from somewhere else yeah um but you're up here just till the end of the weekend you're doing some music and stuff yeah, too while you're I'm here doing the music and stuff and i'm um, just trying to enjoy the city as well yeah. You know, I'm, I'm barely here, you know? Uh, yeah, yeah, fair During enough. the time I, I get to um, visit up here, but I just, like, take my time, you know? Were you born and raised in Christchurch? Nah. Nah? nah. So I was born in the Philippines. Oh, yeah. Um, I've lived there for, like, 15 years or 14 years. Oh, okay. Uh, I, I forgot. And then we moved to Christchurch, yeah, when I was 15. And oh, then true. we never really moved anywhere else. Yeah, yeah. and what, just did finish off your schooling and yeah, that down yeah, there? Man. And, oh, man. Graduated high school. And, um, yeah, that's also... Um, where um you know i started taking serious uh, music seriously so how did you was it through like school programs that you were getting into music or was it church or what was it well um when i was just finishing high school because you know like when you're like just about to finish high school you're like wow bro, i don't know what the hell i'm gonna do with yeah, my life yeah 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 i was yeah. like far out i had no idea what, what i was gonna do but um i um I just wanted to, I, I knew to myself that I've always wanted to do music. Mm. And um, I just like, it was, although it was a bit of a trouble for me to like find avenues for me to, you know, that could probably assist me in that endeavor of mine. Mm. Um, luckily, I stumbled across um, this musical vocal school called um, NPV, mm-hmm. but now it's called Mellow Studios in Christchurch. So shout out to my Mellow Studios fam out there. And um, yeah, that's where I started like, you know, taking serious uh, music seriously and took mm. vocal lessons, and yeah. What was the sort of music that you were into before you, when you first started getting into training in music? Who were the artists Whoa. that you were sort of enjoying at the time? Well, the funny thing is, bro, I started singing at church. So, okay, so <laughs> I'm sorry, that's how it goes. Like, every, man, all of us do. Yeah, so I started singing at church when I was probably around like 10, 11. Mm. And then... And I don't know if you know anything about Filipino culture, bro, but um, we take our karaoke quite seriously. Mm. You know, so every celebration, every birthday, every oh, weekend, yeah. bro, we pull up the karaoke machine. Yeah, you yeah, know? yeah. And I can still rem- vividly remember, like, because I've also got aunties and uncles that are quite musically inclined. Oh, yeah. You know, so, like, they're, like, maybe, like, belting out those Whitney Houston songs and yes. stuff like that. So definitely some Whitney, some... Aretha, some um, Stevie Wonder. 
Oh, nice. You know, yeah, like, I respect these choices. Yeah, bro. Yeah. So, like, the OGs of the icons of music kind of thing. Yeah. What's your go-to karaoke song? Oh, here we go. Woo! Man. Probably Saving All My Love, bro. Like, yeah. Yeah. I respect it. Yeah. Yeah. You know the song? Yeah, I know you the, know the song. song. Of course I know the song. <laughs> yeah, okay, I respect it. I respect it. Everyone's got to go to. I feel like I feel like if I had to choose um I go with something like Bill Withers. Ooh, something like that. Even Ooh. though I can't sing it cuz Bill has that like that voice, you know, but yeah. like I feel like I'd go for <laughs> Well, but I'm also white, so it could be like anything. Like uh, I would walk a hundred thousand miles oh, yeah. or whatever it is. Uh, As a white person, I feel like I was just born being able to sing that song. You know, yeah, it's uh, up there. But so you've been doing music for the last couple of years, mm. um, training and stuff like that. You've worked with the likes of Molly Sola in particular. Mm. Um, how has that experience been working with Molly? Because Molly is somebody who is really well respected in the music scene. For and sure. I know from a Pacific Island community perspective, mm. Molly is up there. Yeah. Um, What's that experience been like working with them? Man, like, when you get to have the opportunity to work with someone that is as um, passionate mm-hmm. and probably more than passionate as you are when it comes to music, it doesn't get any better, mm-hmm. you know? And, like, Mali, outside of music, is such a generous person as well. Yeah. You know, he really has the heart to um, for his community, bro. Mm-hmm. And he's always backing up people. And you know, so every time I get to... Um, work with him in the studio it's always just a magical experience mm. you know like and I've known him for quite a while now and honestly it's such a blessing that I can't I cannot even like phantom mm. you know and like you know I've I've worked with him I, I've known him for quite some time now and like um, my relationship with Mali because he's also my mentor as well mm. yeah so um, yeah it's just amazing yeah. It's that's gotta be special to have somebody like that yeah. be your mentor yeah. and get to work with them too. Because mm. on this latest single of yours, Missing You, mm. um, Marley did the production. Is that correct? He did. He did. Yeah. Um, featuring Zoe Hunter. Zoe Hunter. Yeah. So yeah. tell me about this latest single of yours. Because you've dropped the the visuals, the singles out. We are a bit late to the party, but obviously, I wanted to get you <laughs> in the studio. Late, I didn't want to do it on Zoom because I've because I've been watching your music for so yeah. long. I, I like really wanted to get you in studio. So tell me a bit about this latest single. Mm. Missing You, um, I had quite of a journey creating this song, bro. Mm. Fun fact, we actually had to um, restart the song four times. Really? Yeah, it's crazy, eh? How? Why? <laughs> I can't, I don't know, like, looking back at it, I was like, mm. what the heck, bro? It's like, it took a long time for us mm. to even, like, you know, be happy with the track. Oh, like, wow. Yeah, so, like, um, yeah, I think it's just one of those, I think, things, eh, when you're trying to create something. And you're just trying to, you know, make the best, you know, out of it as mm. possible. And like, um, yeah, but it was definitely a bit of a journey. Like we would come up with something. We would, I would be in the session with Mali, right? Mm. And we would come up with something. And at the end of the session, we would listen back to it. I was like, bro, I'm not too sure, eh? Mm. Like, it's not really giving anything. Yeah, 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 yeah. But I think at the end of the day, bro, I think that's just part of the process, mm. you know? And I think... If anything, I've learned. If there's anything I've learned, it really is to like be patient mm. and take your time. You know, I think it's a better way of approaching art, right? Because I think mm. that that's the difference between um, being passionate about your work and just making a living mm. off of it, yeah. right? Is like if you actually spend that time. Yeah. Do you feel like like what is it in particular that you look for 
when you're creating a record? Because you said you say that this the the, the first iterations just weren't giving anything yeah. to you. Yeah. What is that thing that you're looking for when you create a record? I think it's the feels mm. that comes from not from anyone but from the from me. Mm. You know what I mean? And um, that's what Molly always tells me as well. Every time we um, I get to we're, every time we're in the studio, you know, trying to bounce off ideas and stuff like that. If it's natural to you, go for it. Mm. If it feels if it feeds your soul personally, then I think that's when you know that man. I think this is really for um, the world to hear. That's a really, yeah, that's a really yeah. beautiful way of looking at it. Yeah. Very healthy way of Very looking at art, too. Yeah. Um, tell me about Zoe Hunter being on the single. Wow. Also, um, Zoe Hunter is um, another artist that I've known for quite some time now. Mm. We started, we actually went to the same vocal school, bro, before. Oh, okay. Yeah. Wow. And she's one of my OG do it partners. Kind yeah, of thing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So I was like, on the fourth time where um, in the studio, like when we were on the process of creating the song for on the for the fourth time, mm. I was like, bro, I was like to Molly, like, I think the song still needs something, eh? And I was like, how about if we like, you know, get somebody else to jump on the track with us? And it's mm. like, yo, how about Zoe, you know? So it, it, the decision for um, me to get Zoe to hop on the track with me was pretty quite easy. Mm. You know, um, I've known Zoe for quite some time now, and I know that she's a very talented yeah. musician and artist too, bro. So, mm. and she's released some, a couple of singles as well. Mm. Um, at such a young age as well, so I do have much, um, a lot of respect for her. Mm. You know, and um, yeah, it's it really is just a magic as well when you get to work with your friends. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's got to be something that's really different. Like, yeah. I, I think um, too, there's something really special about artists like yourself, and it's not to discredit other artists. I think that there's some incredible talent that has come out of our communities and this country that haven't had classical music training or mm. vocal coaching, um, but there definitely is something that's very clear when you see artists like yourself that have had vocal training and things like that. It's just that little bit of polish mm. and that greater understanding of music that you can hear yeah. um, so I have a real respect for your craft Thank and I you, think bro. working I with Marley that. Sola and Zoe Hunter and things like that like you've got good people around you I know Honor who was teeing up this interview shout out to Honor um, there's a lot of people everyone that I've talked to uh, holds you in really high regards has a Thank lot of you, love bro. and time for you and I'm very grateful to have you in the studio this latest single of yours Missing You the visuals are out now um, before we wrap up tell me quickly a little bit about the visuals the visuals, wow. Um, when I was trying to come up with the concept, because um, can I also just talk about the the background of the yeah, the of course. So um, the idea of the song was um, when I was writing the song, I was just thinking about like the tendencies of us as human beings to like pretend like we're okay. Mm. You know, I feel like a lot of people can resonate with that. You sure. know, and you know, we you know like when like in those situations we're like. Um, your mates would come up to you, but oh, bro, how are you? Mm. Like you know, so oh, I'm all good. Yeah. Like no, but deep ends up like help me, help me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know yeah, what yeah, I mean? yeah. When it comes to relationships, like and like personally, I've had people in my life um, whose relationship didn't really turn out quite well, mm. and you know, it's so easy for us to just pretend that we're all good, you know, and we're okay. Mm. But I think with this song, I wanted to shed the light shed a light on how heavy of a burden it is to love someone that you can't love anymore mm. and uh, you know how um, how things don't necessarily work out between two people mm. you know and I feel like 
also I wanted to create that conversation that at the end of the day, it's okay to not feel okay, you know? And like, there's so much power and like and and healing that we can get out of um, from simply admitting something to ourselves. Mm. Like, if we miss someone, you know, it's so it's alright, bro. Like, mm. if it, if that brings you healing, then so be it. Like, it might sound selfish, like you know, but just do it mm. for the peace, for the sake of um, peace of mind. Thank you so much for joining us on the show. Thank you so much, bro. Um, missing you. The visuals, the single out now. I imagine it's streaming everywhere. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, out on all platforms, finally. Um, and where can listeners stay up to date with everything Kai? So you can follow me on TikTok at it's Kai Kanoi, and you can also follow me on my Instagram at it's Kai Kanoi as well. Um, I've got all my links for my other social media up there, so easy as, bro. Oh, and quickly before we go, um, you've got a new single on the way with a group of yours, right? Yes, absolutely. So I'm also a part of this um, gospel group back in Otatai Christchurch called mm-hmm. Thursday Collective. And we, um, what th- what Thursday Collective is, is it is a group of um, young, incredibly talented singer-songwriters who are passionate about Jesus and proclaiming um, the gospel. Mm-hmm. And um, we all come from all different um, backgrounds and all walks of life. So, um, yeah, we're on the process of gr- um, releasing our single soon on the 1st of December. So Ooh, if you could um, watch out for that, that would be mean. And people could find links to that via your Instagram, right? Yes, absolutely. Wonderful. Absolutely. So, hey, I'm excited for that. I'm excited for this new music you've got along with your group as well as your solo stuff. Um, congratulations on the Thank release. You, Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you so much. Big news coming out of Aotearoa for a young Samoan by the name of Faith Vui. Uh, she is the first Samoan to claim the title, the winner of the New Zealand Women's Amateur Championship. This is golf, by the way. She won this over the weekend at the 36-hole final at the Hamilton Golf Club in St. Andrew's Course on Sunday. This is massive. I love to see it. She's 18 years old. Uh, her and her father fly over from Samoa when they can afford to compete in some of these golf tournaments. Golf has a history of being sort of a very... Uh, I'll say it, man sport. Yeah. But I was also going to say wealthy sport. Yeah. Um, and I think seeing someone like Faith come through from the Pacific to just smoke everybody else in the competition is exciting. Uh, she dreams of one day going on to the LPGA to play uh, internationally in golf. I think it would be great. I, I, I'd love to see this. I think that there's like a couple PIs in golf very few of them um i think the other ones there's a tongan older tongan guy i think who's done really well um so i think it's really cool to see another young Samoan female come through and do really well i'm very excited for faith's future hopefully we see her in more tournaments hopefully we see her take out more w's big shout out to faith her family her father in particular who's her caddy which is really cool it's very cute it's very sweet you see the photos of them walking together and um yeah nah uh, very excited for Faith's future. Congratulations. So over, I think it was over the weekend. I like, I don't know. I like to post like little dumb cooking videos on my TikTok. That's really all I post on TikTok is like. You're a guy with forearm tattoos. Therefore, you will be cooking yeah, on the internet. I feel like I have to. I feel like it's almost <laughs> like I'm like obliged to. It's like you have enough like tattoos and you're like slightly you're overweight. You're going to get it's a like, show. Like. Yeah. Now I got to just, I'm Maddie Madison from New Zealand, right? I'm like, yeah. I always said that um I look like Action Bronson's uh, stunt t- double. You- 
yeah. A little bit. A guy in a bar once thought I was Action Bronson, so yeah. yeah, I need to put my Oakleys on um, and wear a singlet. But <laughs> <laughs> what I discovered after posting so many food, because I had one over the weekend that did like 100,000 views, which is insane to me. Viral. And there were so many girls in the comments being like, oh my God, a man that cooks. And I came to this weird realization of, how many men don't cook for their girlfriends? Like, I was just like, <laughs> like, like, <laughs> oh my God, a man who breathes. Like, you know, it was yeah. kind of just like, whoa, where did we set the bar on oh, this the one? The bar is <laughs> on the floor. Like, we'll be like, honestly, us girlies, we'll be on mm. the phone and we'll be like, oh my God, the date was great. He was nice to me. And we're like, wow, <laughs> it's actually, it can get really dire out there. I'm glad I'm out of the game. Glad I'm out of the game. Yeah, it's just, um, I don't know. I thought it was so... Like, that's not... Like, what do you mean? Like, And it wasn't even like I cooked anything complicated. I, I made a surimi salad, and I put it in bread. I mean, I think the food tasted great, but I was just like... What? It's not like you invented, like, a new... Yeah, and I was like, anything. But yeah. the comments are like, oh, my God, man, who cooks? Oh, a guy that can cook? Wow. Mm. And I was just like, what the fuck? Yeah, nah, it's 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 dark out there. I dated a dude once, same guy with the, the Hypebeast shoe collection mm. guy. It's a really dark story. And I don't care if he listens to this, because I don't like him. Um, He was, like, a gym dude, and oh. he would only eat, like chicken and broccoli and like just all of that and then he would be like this is what we're having for dinner and i'd have to eat it and it was horrible and it was like why do you hate me man like (laughs) what do i do to you and like i also had a boyfriend who i cooked for him every night and i was paying the rent i know it was so i would never i can't believe I can't believe, like, the self-esteem was on the floor, girl. Like, I don't know what was going on there. My boyfriend now, like, cooks for me and drives Mm. me around. But, like, worse than not cooking for your girlfriend is not giving your girlfriend a ride somewhere. I encountered a situation recently, and it has been on the front of my mind ever since. Mm. Lovely young girl, a lot younger than me, just broken up with another young man. Keyword, didn't mention lovely in front of that one. Mm. And she's like, yeah, he used to drive me to work and then ask me for $7 for gas or he just wouldn't drive her at all. Oh yeah, that's a little... From his house. Chipping in on gas in a relationship is like... That's one it's thing. W- that's... It's one thing. Yeah. But d- <laughs> making your partner pay for lifts to work is a little outrageous. Like, he'd be like, yeah, like come stay at mine further away from where your work is and then she'd get up in the morning and be like, okay can you take me to work? And, and he's like, like, no, get yourself to work. Yeah. What? What? It's like, what? Women are a gift, right? You, you want to drive that car by yourself for the rest of your life? Is that what you want? Like, what? It just, it blows my mind. And I've put up with, I've put up with things I shouldn't have put up with in my life. <laughs> and if I can give any people listening any advice, do not date a man who won't drive you around. It's yep. the bare minimum. If I, they're not going to do this one very simple thing for you, they're probably not going to do much else too, you know? Yeah, I feel like... I feel like this is the, the the bar... I shouldn't... I feel like, as a man, we occasionally get too much credit for just doing what we should do in a relationship. Oh, it's insane. It's like, oh, hey, he cooks, he cleans, he drives me, and he doesn't cheat on me. And I'm like... Yeah. Are we all supposed to be doing that? Yeah, but that's huge, man. <laughs> Getting all of those, that's crazy. Like, uh, like uh, I shouldn't get a pat on the back for being faithful. Yeah. Like, as a dude, you shouldn't, it shouldn't be like, hey, you know what? 
you were you were a healthy relationship. It's like when Thanks a man picks up their children from school oh. and people are like, wow, you're killing it. Those are his kids. Yeah. <laughs> Those are his yeah. kids. But I quite I, I will be honest, I quite enjoy being um I can easily impress people. Yeah, you know, that's a like, good part of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah it is I'll really it is really nice. Like you like I see my nephews and nieces and I like pick them up and people are like, Man, he'd be such a good dad. I'm oh. just like I've God. done cool. <laughs> so I just like sometimes like it's one of those weird things, right? Like you don't you don't notice stuff that doesn't have anything to do with you until it's pointed out to mm. you sometimes. Like I didn't know Party Hacker was the same day as Guy Fawkes, which I'm still really buzzed out about. <laughs> and it's like you're having this moment of realizing like, oh, yeah, men are garbage. Like yeah. they are terrible. Oh like, no, I've always known yeah, that. But it's like it's just it's just funny, I guess. Sometimes I wonder what it would be like if I was a man and people just assumed my competence at everything mm. that I did and like how much better and easier everything would be. Because mm. as a woman, everyone sort of assumes that you can't do the thing you're saying you can mm. do. Whereas men are like, yeah, I can do that. And everyone just believes them, even though there's no proof they can do that. Mm. Man, I would be the CEO or something by now if people just oh. believed me when I said I could do so. I tell people I can build stuff all the time and then I just YouTube it. Earlier in the week, you would have heard why Merirangi talking about her experience heading up north to the live event for Barbershop Live Sessions. The premiere was last Friday. She headed along. We have the footage from that, the behind the scenes, some interviews, and some of the wires are available on the Tahi Instagram and our TikTok. Head over there, give us a like, give us a follow, and stay up to date with everything else we've got going on. Um, I always had this like weird thing growing up where we like me and my cousins talked about it a lot, where like if we got into tr- if we got into a car crash. If we got arrested or something like that, who do we call? And, like, for me and my my cousin, it was her older brother. For me, it was my dad. Because it was the thing of, if I called my mom, she was going to be like, Oh, my God, what happened? Are you all right? But if I called my dad, my dad would just be like, Where are you? I'll be there. Like, it was just that simple. Dad would come, sort it out. We can talk about it later. But it always felt like if I made a mistake and I got into trouble... Dad would just come. He wouldn't, like, moan about it. He wouldn't be scared or panic. He'd just, he'd just be there. And I've always wanted to be that for somebody else. Who would use call if you got into trouble? Do you know what? It used to be, like, the cops, you know, call the cops. Yeah. Like, that's what they tell you to do. But then I've learned, as I've got older, like, sometimes they take a bit long to mm. get to you. And I think I have some family members who will get to me faster. Yeah. I've actually yeah. got this shortcut on my phone where, like, if I press my button, like, five times or something... It will automatically send my location to like all my emergency contacts. Nice. So I've got my parents, my partner, and my auntie. Who would I pick if I had to pick one? It would probably be my partner because he's the only one that lives in the same city as me. So mm. I'm like, you're gonna, you're the one that's gonna get here. Everyone else, eight hour drive away. Um, but yeah, it just automatically contacts them. It also contacts emergency services if you want. Like, set it up, guys. I don't know how you do it on the Samsung, but on an iPhone, I looked it up on TikTok, and it's just like. Click this in your settings, and then you're good to go. Nice. So That's yeah. handy. Did that answer your question? It Not did. really, but I mean, it, did, it, it was good enough. For me. It was like, good enough. Well, Mitty does. She pushes a button. Yeah. That's what future Or calls the cops. I call my mum, man. I call my mum for everything, though. Mm. I call my mum if I stub my toe. I call my mum, like, I only realised, like, semi-recently that not everyone talked to their mum on the phone, like, every single day. Mm. I thought that everyone had up their mum. But my mum's hilarious. Like, my mum is the funniest person I know. She's the smartest person I know. And also, she just solves problems. Like, mm. if I'm in trouble, something's happened. And most of the time that I've called her in some trouble, it's my fault. 
Like, it is 100% my fault. She'll come get me. She'll yell at whoever, even though they're in the right and I'm in the wrong. She'll yell at them, mm. problem solved. Then we get in the car. Then it's terrifying because I'm getting, I'm getting told off in the mm. car. But, like, deserved most of the time. But I call my mum for everything. Literally everything. Yeah, it was it was the same with my dad. Like if I got, if I, if I was at a house party and I had no lift home and something bad had happened, dad would be there. Oh, like, I, didn't, I, I didn't have that. I appreciated either. that. Like I just appreciate being able to call somebody and they'll just do something about it and not judge me. Mm. Like I think it's just like you get into a crash and you're already a bit shaken up. Because I remember I got hit by a car. This this is where it started for me. I was like a. I would have been like 11 years old. I was riding my bike to school. I got hit by a car. I called my mom and she just started crying. So I hung up. (laughs) (laughs) And I called dad. Because she was like, I was like, like, I'm standing in the middle of the road, just covered in blood using this lady's phone. And I just didn't know what to do. So when she started crying, I was just like, you want no help? I was like, like, dad. And dad goes, where are you? And I was literally five minutes from his work. So he came up and got me. Um, but actually, first thing he said was like, he's like, are you all right to just like, I'll meet, I'll get you from the school. <laughs> yeah. like, dad was like, you're going to get to keep cycling his car. I was like, dad, the bike is ruined. And dad was like, all right, yeah, I'll be there. Yeah. But it was just like, dad didn't panic. He sounds cool, calm and collected. Yeah. And that's what you yeah. want when you're in a bad situation. Yeah, like when true. something's gone wrong, you don't want somebody freaking out while you're already oh, fighting. I'd be freaking out. Don't call me. I'd be panicking. I'd yeah. be wor- I'm a warrior, like through oh, and through. Same. This is sad. I'm super hyper-vigilant hyper and, like, I have memories throughout, like, when I got a phone throughout my childhood. I just used to walk around with 111 dialed. Like, I haven't pressed call Same! Yet. I haven't pressed call, but it's just there so that when I'm alone on the street or whatever, I'm just like, it'll call and then I'm, you know, yeah. someone's going to come help. I used to do that as well, like, when I was, especially when I was, like, 12, 13, yeah. I'd walk around with, like, 111 pre-dialed, like, yeah. shaking, like, mm. looking around. Yeah. But, like, my mum, like, literally, like, these days, great, solves a problem immediately. Back when I was in high school, like one time, we got attacked by a dog, bleeding everywhere. Like I've still got a scar. Like it was real horrific. I call her, I'm freaking out. She's like, I'm at work, get on the train to school. So I'm bleeding, open wound, get on the train at a pony station, go to the train station, get the bus to school. I show up and my deputy principal was like, what the hell has happened to you? Like, I'm like covered in blood. I'm like, oh. I'm like woozy. Like I'm all messed up, man. Mm. And she like took me to the hospital. I got all these stitches. They're trying to call my mum. She's not answering because mm. she's at work. She's like, I've got to make money, like deal with it. And then they're like, well, we can't, someone has to come pick you up from the hospital. Mm. She came and picked me up after work was done. Oh. I was there all day. She came and got me at like seven. Rough. Yeah, no, these days she's way better. I'm roasting mm. her now. I'm allowed to because yeah, yeah, it yeah. did happen and she can't hide from the truth. Mm. But, like, my mum's the best now. Like, I'll call her with a problem. She solves it that night. Okay. She sends an email for me. She yells at someone for me. It's great. I've told Evie this story before. I don't know if I've told you. My dad, when I got somebody, like, beat me up with a hammer. Oh, um, I think I've heard this. And, like, I was, like, bleeding. I was supposed to fly to Samoa in the morning to take my title. And I just went to see some boys out and I, I got jacked up and i got in the ambulance and i I said to the ambulance i was like i need to call my dad and let him know that i'm gonna be in hospital and i called my dad and he was on speaker and the ambulance driver's there and i'm like hey dad look i've been out um i've had my head smashed open i'm in an ambulance i'm I'm going to the hospital and my dad goes are you gonna make the flight in the morning (laughs) that was the first thing he said and i remember the ambulance driver just cracked up and there was this part of me that just sank and i was just like 
I don't, I, I don't know. And my dad sounded more annoyed by the fact that I might not make the flight yeah. than by the fact Aww. that I was good. Because and then I was like, you don't want to ask for a can. Dad goes, well, you're talking to me on the phone. Yeah, you got to be all right. And I was like, <sighs> yeah. you made the flight, though. I did make the flight. Oh. I'll have to show you the photos. It's me taking oh, my title oh. with like a massive head wound. It was pretty rough. Damn it. It was pretty gangster. I felt pretty cool about it. (laughs) That is about all the time we have for today's show. Thank you so much for tuning on in. Um, You ladies got big plans for the weekend? I'm going to Queenstown next week. Oh, that's right. Yeah, Yeah, I'm away. I'm out of here. Yeah. I've got my um, final, like, it's the final thing for my TDL class where basically all the students have to, on their own, run a porphyry for a bunch of guests. Yeah, which should be good. Um, so got to rest the throat because there's going to be lots of wire to totoko. Mm. Got to make sure I get that, yeah. hit those notes. So nice. yeah, nice. Should be good. That's exciting though. That's yeah, nice. that's pretty sick. Yeah. And how long are you in Queensland for? A week. I never been. Oh, that's so exciting! Oh, I'm yeah, gonna get yeah. on the luge. I'm nice. gonna I, I'm gonna go to the pools where everyone's profile pictures are at. Yeah, the, the spas. Up on is that the like. Tub that's like yeah. Under yeah. The hill. Oh, yeah, yeah, everybody got a picture. There. I feel I like you one. like. I feel like if you go to Queenstown, you're obliged you to go and get do it. a photo. But I think it's gonna be raining the whole time in there. Oh. Yeah, that's probably. It seems like it would be a good time of the year though. I've heard Queenstown's nice in the summer. I've only ever been in the winter. I've honestly, I've never been down there. I've really never been that far south. Mm. Like, I'm excited to check it out, see what the vibes are, and I'll come back with a, a real review of Queenstown. Nice. Let, let people know what I think. About their town. Fingers crossed you don't get gastro. Oh man, um, yeah, I, I'm a boil that water. Yeah. I, I'm not gonna get involved in that. You know, apparently that outbreak started because someone pooed in a lake. Nice. Like straight up, apparently, like this could be wrong, but apparently, allegedly, yeah, someone pooed in a lake and everyone got really? gastro. Who poos in a lake? Don't poo in a lake. I've mimied in a lake before. Yeah. Like, but then my auntie was like, the tunny fowl will come and get. Like, don't mimi in a lake. You're gonna get a. Like a tiny fat chase you. They're gonna trick down that. You're going to die. (laughs) Like you're going to. Nah, that feels like it would be pretty freeing. I can't imagine <laughs> nah, I can't man. imagine a more liberating experience than pooing in water. And giving everyone in Queenstown gastro. That would be kind of funny to be that one guy who did Nah, man. I, feel, <laughs> I don't think it would be cool to be the guy who famously pooed in a lake. They're like, never going to know. They're never going to know, but you would know. You and that know. would be all that matters, you know? Well, I, I guess it's just me and the bro. <laughs> Why Mitty Mahi Dog? Why Mitty Mahi Dog? For the next week. Oh, yeah, yeah. Cool work is getting done. We're going to make that face because I swear she's like, ooh. Oh, we're going to get through it. And then Harry's back the same week that you're back. Yeah. And we'll be whole again. Yeah. And it'll, I mean, for me, you know, the only thing that sucks about it is I'm not going to get any attention for being back from my holiday because Harry's been gone way longer. And so I don't even get to walk in and be like, hey, it's me. I'm back. Whoopee! Because everyone's, yeah, like, everyone's going to be obsessed Harry. with hearing about yeah, Harry's party. Everyone's going to be real obsessed with Harry. Yeah, um, but that's cool. He deserves it. What do you think? Uh, do you think that Harry's going to be like in Europe? They do this. Oh my! Do you think that God. we're going to go? Do you think yeah. we're going to go for coffee? And he'll be like in Europe. They do coffee. Yeah, like this. he's going to yeah. come back with the stupidest coffee order, man. Yeah. Yeah, he's definitely going to do. I that. went to last time I went to Europe. I drank flat whites. When I came back, I drank skinny lattes. Yeah, it all changed for me. I've just been an iced Americano, ooh, iced Americano girly for a long time. Well, let's let you get out of here. Get your coffee. Big shout out to KY Kai. Shout out to Katie. Shout out to HBO. John Oliver. 
up yours. Um, uh, Evie will be back, not next week, but the week after. But as always, we say till fast we for and... You say it. Cuckets! No, the other one, the other one. See you next Tuesday. Oh, see you next Tuesday. Yay! <laughs> Wait, <laughs>